Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the P3 Radio Podcast. I'm Richard Mulliken, alongside my best friend, Josh Briley. Say hey, Josh. How's it going, everybody? All right, so we just had an epic, epic, epic fail at trying to do Facebook Live. Nothing was going right. You could tell from the sound of our voice that nothing was going right because we were so distracted and so trying to get out to you guys. We wanted to... Do our best to get out there, but something was going on with Facebook. It just wasn't recording. It was breaking up. So, unfortunately, we had to go back to the old standby and record a show for you from scratch. And we had to do that and try to get it back together, get it back on the rails here. Well, we're going to talk about, you know, embarrassing moments and whatever. I mean, I'm sure we'll freestyle here and there. Right. Embarrassing and scary moments. (laughs) <laughs> like like what we just had about 10 minutes ago? Yeah, whatever. I mean, just uh, whatever you want to talk about, really. I mean, that's pretty much where the podcast goes anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think maybe it's it's our state-of-the-art equipment that's holding us back. It's just too advanced for our, our knowledge. Well, I mean, it's not too advanced. It's just nothing is working right, and it's just the uh, it's the Murphy's Law kind of thing. Exactly. So what, what can go wrong will go wrong. Anyways, we're going to open up our phone lines here, uh, and just throughout the show, this is going to be like one of those old Jerry Springer shows where you'll hear a ding dong. <laughs> and <you laughs> who know could it. that be? Yeah, who could that be? Uh, it's her pimp. <laughs> yes, I mean, it'll at some point you just hear a ringing, you're not going crazy. We're going to be trying to play uh, trivia questions, and we'll try to edit this to make it make sense. And let me tell the- you something, I got the questions. I mean, it's it's a randomizer or whatever, but if you want the free stuff, you'll have to answer my questions. So, also, we're going to be talking about uh, scary moments. Uh, we're going to be talking about embarrassing moments. I'm Why sure not? it's going to make for great radio. Uh, so, right now, we're going to just post that out right now to Facebook and see what everybody says. Josh, while we're doing that, you want to tell somebody about the scary moment that you were telling before on Facebook when we were trying well, to figure everything out? You know that that story didn't really have much of a punchline. <laughs> uh, pretty much, I was uh, thinking the same thing as you were telling. It was just horrifying. That's all it was. I mean, you want to tell but, it again because that Facebook video is probably going to get deleted. It was a epic fail on our part. So we well, didn't I, I was that. just going to go into the one with the the mop handle and Fred on your back. Since Fred, you know, he's already known out there or whatever. So uh, I was uh, I was ten times more scared than that than I was at anything at that moment in life. Pretty much. What were you doing? You were you were going in for the day or something and you took Fred, put him on your back and we were we were beating him with a broom handle or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> is this what happens when you have to talk for more than two minutes? <laughs> I'd, like just... I'd like to beat you with a broom handle. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're just watching me type and you can't think, can you? No, actually, you can't. Listen, I'm I, talking to you. I'm listening watching. to you. Okay so, what, okay, so back up. So Fred, our dummy in our last podcast in the pilot that you can pick up on Hulkshare under HulkshareP3Radio.com. Uh, or I'm sorry, hulkshare.com slash p3radio. If you want to go to hulkshare.com slash p3radio, you can pick up our pilot episode and get the kind of background on Fred. We talk about that in that podcast. But Fred was our dummy that we wrestled around with. We were leaving and we were cleaning up. We would always pick up all of our stuff so no one would steal it. Sometimes we'd leave Fred out and he'd get the cops called on him. Poor Fred. Poor Fred, yeah. He couldn't just lay in the middle of the two houses, you know, in a residential area. 
in the middle of the night. So anyways, we were putting up Fred, and we used to take like whatever we had around the house, whether it be like uh, rakes or brooms, ladders, and beat up this dummy with it. And one day, we had a broom handle, and Fred was on my back, and I was trying to pick him up, and Josh was hitting Fred with the broom handle. You know, I wasn't done hitting him with the broom handle, and you kept saying, I'm going inside, I'm blah, 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 you know? And pretty much you're walking, and I'm still swinging it like I'm freaking Mickey Mantle. Your head got in the way. Oh, yeah, my head got in the way because I kept telling you to stop. (laughs) Yeah, and you were turning around saying stop, and that's when the whack right to the back of the head. Yeah. Now, hindsight, that was extremely dangerous because, you know, a blow to the back of the head nowadays, you know, we know a lot more than how dangerous it really was. Yeah, I mean, it could create a lot of things like memory loss and stuff so anyways fred was our dummy that we had when we were a kid <laughs> no i just remember like it hurting really really bad well it literally it, it made an indention in the back of your head and you know i, I remember touching it and it freaked me out so bad because i thought i had fractured your skull or something well usually an indention in my head would uh i don't know what it was it was horrifying either well, way I, I was so scared you were going to go inside and tell your mom, and your mom was going to Mr. Miyagi me. And, you know, that was where I was extremely scared, and I honestly thought I'd hurt you really, really, really bad. Well, you had. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember my warning to you? No, I don't, because you hit me in the head with a stick. <laughs> I, I tried to tell you, look, I'm going home right now, but you don't need to go to sleep for at least an hour. That's what I've heard. <laughs> uh, along on those same lines, I had kind of a similar... Uh, a similar thing happened with me, uh, and it all goes back to wrestling. I feel like that's that is a common theme for us. It always goes back to wrestling. It is the nucleus. Uh, the one time that we were wrestling in the backyard, and we had this friend named Justin, and Justin, along with me and Josh, Justin there was, was at cr- least two, three more people. Right, there, I but I mean, that was for the for the for a long time. That was the nucleus. It was yeah. Justin, Josh, and me. And later on, Chris came in and just bumped Justin right out of the picture. But as <laughs> sad as it sounds, but back then, when it was me and Justin, Justin would be really cool. But anytime we got around Josh, it was like he always had to... Um, one you up. Yeah, he always had to one me up. You were the big brother that he had to get approval from, and it had to be at my expense or something like that. Whether, it be, whether that be we were playing baseball and he'd throw a baseball at me, he would be wrestling around with me, and then all of a sudden just take a cheap shot and elbow me in the in the ribs you know it was always something like that and i remember we were wrestling out in my backyard and we were doing this little tag match i can't remember who was all there i think it was me you justin and maybe somebody else it's probably like jody or somebody like that yeah i mean it was one of the neighborhood guys before chris right it was before chris got there it was actually in chris's backyard and uh and this was after 95 i want no 99 it was after 93 because he had had a car wreck in 93 and he would he didn't have a car no, no, no. a car hit him right a car hit him he was in like he coma was in a for coma a while. for a few days right yeah. and when he came back out of it you know it took us like three four months and then it was just right back to normal everyday life with us um so you know you're not thinking about that as a kid and you're doing stupid stuff well we we would never do anything to intentionally hurt anyone um, until then well, I mean, <laughs> at that point, okay, so what happens is we're sitting there and we're doing this wrestling. And when I say wrestling, it wasn't as much as, like, pro wrestling. It was just basically, like, 
Greco-Roman style wrestling. We were shoot fighting. Right. I mean, it wasn't like we were trying to hurt someone. It was just basically wrestling maneuvers. And it was an unsaid rule. You don't throw punches or anything like that, right? So I can't remember if he like threw a punch and he was like elbowing me in the ribs. Well, something had happened earlier. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't just he did something and you lashed out. It was like you had been telling him, look, stop. You know, we'll do this, but... You need to quit. Well, yeah. I mean, if anything, I was always kind of reasonable about things. Well, yeah. Um, I was always one of those that would try to not try to hurt you, not try to kill you. I'd always be like, hey, let's just talk about this. Let's do that. Uh, and he, he wasn't having it that day. Uh, so I remember I told him, I was like, you better stop punching me or you're going to regret it or something like that. It was something stupid. <laughs> and whatever. the fury was unleashed. Yeah, whatever a 10-year-old <laughs> would say in that moment. Uh, and I remember he kept doing it, and he laughed. And I hooked him in like a suplex maneuver, and gave him like a perfect brainbuster, <laughs> Mister Perfect Plex, with the brainbuster. Yeah, it was like a fish fisherman's brainbuster thing. And not even thinking of repercussions or anything, it was just <laughs> this is self defense. I'm gonna suplex this guy on his head. So yeah, I remember he laid there for like ever, and in my mind I was like, oh god, I just killed him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. And, Where am uh, I going to bury this guy? Yeah, I was like, all right, I gotta find a, gotta find an alibi, a safe house. I gotta get out of here. So I remember, I uh, he he laid there like, I don't know if he was faking or what, but he just laid there for forever. Probably scrambled his brains. Uh, maybe, but I remember he got up and he grabbed his head and he started crying and ran off, which was even more scarier but if he would have just kept laying there. He informed you as he was getting up and crying, you're going to put me into a coma again. Oh, yeah, that's As great. he's running, and then right. you got upset. Yeah, I mean, what a 10-year-old that wants to have a murder charge or know that someone's <laughs> sitting in a coma for but I mean that's how quickly things could go wrong even in fights back when we were kids well, yeah um, there's always some kind of thing like that that could happen did you know I don't know if I've ever told you I actually have a for real ghost story the only one I've ever had I mean, it's right. creepy uh, but I mean it is as real as the sky you know right I was staying with my grandma you know just you know uh, restarting life if you will mm mm-hmm. And it's probably about three in the morning, maybe a little after. I wake up, and the way my room was, uh, I was laying in the bed, and I, I could just kind of look at the TV. My entertainment center, all that was literally right in front of me. Right. And I got all that shut off. It's just dark, but you can see, you know. Anyhow, I, I wake up, open my eyes, and right there, no more than four foot tall was like, you know, like the Black Sabbath song, A Figure in Black. Right. And it looked like, you know, maybe like a, a not a, a little person, something like that. <laughs> um, keep it at PC, folks. You keep gotta it keep PC. it PC nowadays. I'm going to ask you to PC that up. It was a little person um, standing there. Yeah. And, you know. Singing, why did you take my cookie? <laughs> well, you know you know how when you, when you see stuff like that, when you just wake up, usually you go rub your eyes and... It goes away. Well, I rub my eyes real good, and it's still there. So I raise right. up out of the bed and get my punching motion, and literally, just like in the movies, it dissipates from head to toe right in front of me. But, I mean, I mean it, was, it wasn't a dream. You know, I, my mom was like, were you dreaming? No, I wasn't dreaming. It was, you know, super real. Yeah, I, I've had those dreams where... It isn't, it isn't a dream, but it isn't real either. It's kind of like one of those, 
I don't know how to explain. Kind of like what you're talking about now. But you're on autopilot. Right. It's kind of like you're there, but you're asleep, but you're awake. I remember there was this one time that we were, my wife had got up to go to work. And I thought I heard somebody going, Richard, Richard. And I got up and I was like, somebody's knocking at the door. And I got up. It was like, yeah. but this has been like three in the morning. I got up and I walked all the way to the living room and I was like, what's going on? So I looked out. There was nobody there. I mean, that's it, that's kind of like what you're talking about. You you see something, you hear something, you know you hear it, and it wakes you up. But it's like creepy because there's nothing there. Well, the thing about my story is I was already awake. Right. And I still seen it when I, I thought that it was just a figment of my imagination. It'd go away. It didn't. And only when I was going to get, you know, violent, it dissipated. But like I said, that's the only time ever that I've ever been a part of anything like that. Well, I mean, speaking of scary things, let me get to this before we go any further. Because remind me about the Ben Clark story in just a minute. Well, I'm going to ask you this. So okay. It goes upon a scary thing. Do you remember telling me, I don't know, I was probably in the 5th or 6th grade, 10, 11 years old, something like that, that people were coming to your house at night while you guys were sleeping and they were beating on the side of yes. the house and everything. You were for real about that? Yes, yes. Well, you were for real telling me about it and I spent the night, I think it was my first night ever spending the night with you. I was probably, like I said, 10, 11. And we heard something outside or something. We're playing Madden 93 and you're like, oh God, it's them. And as soon as you said that, I left my game. I left everything. I jumped up, ran out, and I just ran to my aunt's, beat on the door. I guess she thought somebody was trying to get me or something. I don't she remember went, that. Oh, God, it's scary. It's, was that in the middle of the night? Yeah, it was like 11 o'clock. We were still awake. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. It's You're talking them. about scared. That's what you said. Oh, my God. And it's you went them. outside. Well, I was getting away. That was a very stupid thing to do. But <laughs> I'm scared. Let me I go had, out there with them. <laughs> I hadn't watched very many horror movies at that point. Not, you know, like I would. Interesting fact. You remember those black cables that were up in between me and Chris's house? There was these two black cables. What was up with that? Do you? Uh, that was uh, that was for them. We had teenagers and some kind of like. Uh, people that would run through that backyard and they'd beat on the houses and run away or whatever. And it, it was all times yeah. of night. So my grandfather uh, put up those black cables that you could not see at night. Yeah. And it would clothesline people. People would be running through the houses <laughs> and you just hear... <laughs> and, and that was what that was for. I mean, and we used them as wrestling ring ropes and everything. Yeah, but all it was was... All it was was like... I think it was like just electrical cable, like an extension cord. But yeah. it was two strands. One was about four feet high and one was about two feet high. And you would just hear people running into it all the time and just clotheslining themselves. Rem there was a time right when I was first started living by myself after my grandmother had passed. Yeah. And, uh, you know... <sighs> You know as well as I do, I'm not, I don't do good with scary situations. Uh, so I was coming home from work one night and, you know, just kind of getting wound down. I was working at Walmart at the time, yeah, doing well in life, as you can tell, you know, just ma not even full time, you know, That's like the way they get you. making tw 20, uh, doing 20 hours a week. And uh, that was how they got me. And you would, you would work two nights a week and they'd keep you there for 10 hours at a time, whatever. So, I came home, you know, it was really dark, some of the lights were out, so I changed a bulb and everything, and I already freaked out about coming home by myself. 
pets will scare the heck out of you quicker than anyone else because like I had a dog at the time named Bandit and you know whether it was his vision whether it was his vision was just really bad or if it was just him whatever it was he uh I think it was like because he was 30 years old right but you know it always freaks you out when you're alone and you're looking at your dog and you're like hey buddy how's it going then he snaps his head and looks like maybe 45 degrees left of you and you're like okay what's over there what's he looking at (laughs) so i mean he had done that and i was like grabbing things and like you know, grabbing broomsticks because I knew how effective those were. You exactly. know, I felt one of those before. So, Murder someone, right? <laughs> I'm gonna put a divot in your head. <laughs> you go so, to sleep within an hour, right? You're done. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I was sitting there, and that you know, nothing was in the house, so everything was fine. So I get some milk out of the fridge and pour myself a glass of milk. I was and, gonna say, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, there, there's parts, more parts of the story. So I'd already checked the house, top to bottom, everything was fine. I was so, scared to death in a murder situation, <laughs> so I go grab the milk. <laughs> you know, milk, milk uh, does the body good. Yeah, it does the body good, and it also is used as a self defense technique. <laughs> you throw a gallon of milk at somebody, they can't dodge it. No, uh, no. So I was like, ah, I'm thirsty. Everything's fine. We get me some milk. So I was pouring my milk, and all of a sudden, I heard this voice go, "Sir." It's like a little girl voice. Oh, my God. And like, dude, honestly, I got chill bumps all down my arm, my back, and I just froze. I'm like, how did I miss? How did I miss somebody in this house? There is a little girl in this house. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. What what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then, like, I realized that my leg had hit the chair. And the chair squeaked, and it sounded like a little girl. Sir. Then I did it again. I was like, come on. It had to be the chair, right? And I did the chair, and it was like, sir. (laughs) I was like, okay. All right, that makes more sense. Okay. So there's not a little girl ghost in here. It's just... uh, it's just me being stupid. That's so. kind of the same effect that the school desk would have whenever you'd move and it'd sound like a fart. Right. And you'd then have, you'd do it again listen, just I'll to reassure that it's not a fart. <laughs> listen, I'll do it again. Listen. I mean, I ain't doing it right now, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, that desk smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> smells like burritos. Right. And it's amazing. I'm just sitting here thinking it's amazing how more natural this is sitting here talking with nothing live going on. Yeah. It's still live. We're still doing it like we normally would, but it is what it is, I guess, right? Well, you don't feel under the gun. Under the, It's not like you know broadcast television or right. something like that. Do you remember me uh, hitting you in the nose with a chair? Uh, and by hitting you in the nose, I mean you me grabbed the chair it. and you pulled it to your nose. Well, you know, I didn't come to the... To the realization that I'm the one that pulled the chair. <laughs> I always had to, you know, make it as if it was your fault because I didn't want to look stupid. Right, but, I mean, we this is podcasting, so you're going to have to elaborate on what happened here. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You no, know, no, no, I'm saying tell the story. I get my nose cauterized when I'm nine years old. Uh, this was the third time it had been cauterized. And, you know. Because you were having nosebleeds, right? horrible nosebleeds looks like a murder scene at the you know when you'd wake up in the after a sleep at night and i i would just let it bleed because it got to the point where it wouldn't even it wouldn't even wake me up you know because when i was younger I, I used to wake up right and but it got to where i just wouldn't and i, I right. literally i'd bleed and bleed and bleed well we go and get the surgery or whatever and i mean it was probably less than a week after that 
I, we're playing on your front porch, and we grab a folding chair, whatever it was. Was it a TV, uh, uh, TV dinner tray thing, or was it right. a chair? It was. It was a chair. It was like a. It was a metal wire mesh type chair. It was weird, but it, for the time, it was very popular. Yeah. Well, either way, you you get it and you start like deck like you're gonna swing it and. I grabbed it to block it, and we're kind of tug-of-worn with the chair, and then I just kind of pull it into my face. I guess maybe you let go or something. That's what we'll go with. And my nose started bleeding, and I freak out. I, I just freaked out. and <laughs> <laughs> You don't make me go with you. <laughs> That's horrible that I'm making I'm not making fun of it. Well, but, I it mean, happened. That was the first time in my life that somebody had done something and was like, you're going to reverse a medical procedure. <laughs> and it's all on your head if I die. <laughs> and then just well, leave. I remember you were so worried. You had to call. Are you going to be okay? And I, I still didn't reassure you. Ah, you're still bleeding. And I hung up the phone. <laughs> Good well, times. I remember I went walked back inside and I was like nervous. But it was like one of those psycho moments where you know you have a guy that does something that's told so terribly drastic and like murderous or whatever <laughs> and then he goes back inside he's like hey honey how's it going uh, i'm gonna go watch some football now <laughs> like i walked back inside and i turned on like nintendo and actually like, nothing ever happened but deep down in my mind i was like i just killed my best friend his blood's <laughs> on my hands yep he's dead they're gonna hands. look at me about it <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to win a wrestling DVD. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, I got. Can you imagine what would have happened if the King really would have retired in 1977? I mean, how how different wrestling would be as far as you know. It, the territories may not have lasted that much longer without Lawler's input with Memphis, because right. I mean they were the last territory. Well, I mean they were the last territory because they built it around Lawler, who was he was the guy. You know, he was their Hulk Hogan in Memphis. Yeah. You know, if you have your main baby face there, if you have your main good guy, and they take them away, like WWE was doing at the time, WWF at the time. Uh, if they take them away, you you lose something to that territory. Now, you can try your best to create another guy real quick, but most of the time, as you can see, that did not work. Um, it, it, it worked for a little bit when Lawler got injured. Right. But in the long run, it wouldn't have worked. Right. You because when he came back, it was one of their most successful years ever. You had to have that guy that you knew could step up to the plate and knock it out every time. And for as much flack as someone gives Cena, Cena's that guy's right now. Cena's the man. He's the man right now, and I love Cena. I mean, I do too. I mean, absolutely love Cena. Uh, but you got to understand, everybody knocks him. You know the five the five moves that he has and all that. But you look at that match he had last year with AJ. Right. That was phenomenal. No pun intended. But and it's not just because AJ. I mean, Cena and all of them. Right. Wrestle. The way they are told to wrestle. They're million-dollar investments. And if something was to happen, you know, I know you heard how Vin how mad Vince was that Nakamura dropped him on his head. Right. You know, so he looks at them as their investments more so than just a guy, and he's replaceable. I think they look at it as they invest so much time and money into their merchandise, you know, all that stuff. Right. That... And you know, and for the longest time, Cena was the top-selling guy. 
Um, and I think he still he sells still Walmart's is merch. Right. Um, and I mean that's the thing, and he does more appearances for Make a Wish than just about anyone. It's you imagine having a WWE schedule, and then in your time off, you're doing. ESPN, you're doing movies, you're doing Make-A-Wishes, and you're still finding time to do those Make-A-Wishes. And then you can still go out there with somebody like Great Khali, which, no offense to Khali, he's not the best worker in the world, but you can go out there and have a great match with him. I mean, there's something to that. It's kind of like everybody that wanted to take up for Hogan back in the day for working Warrior. Yeah, he pulled a great match out of Warrior at WrestleMania six. The best match Warrior ever had. Right. I mean, and he pulled it out of him. And for all the things Hogan gets, he could do things like that. He could make people work to his level, and he had his level that he was going to work at. But the thing about Cena is, he's done it for longer than Hogan. And with way more people. Right. Because Hogan would only give so much, where Cena, he'll give you half the match. Right. Maybe more. You know? Right. And, and the thing about Cena is, you know, you know as well as I do there for a little while... We started talking about uh, Hogan not getting any kind of response at all. Or like Hogan would come out there and he would do his same old rip shirt, yeah, flex and everything, and you would just hear a little bit of a boo, yeah, Hogan sucks, and you'd hear somebody cheer. But every time Cena comes out, one of the loudest reactions I've ever heard in Jackson, Tennessee, was that show we went to at the Civic Center when John Cena came out. I actually had to cover my ears. It was so loud. He still gets that reaction today, no matter where he goes. All right, so uh, we're talking embarrassing stories. Uh, we got a little wrestling in there. Uh, we're going to talk scary stories. Um, we haven't had one call for that DVD, so that's going to stay right there. <laughs> Not <laughs> going be, anywhere. Going to take that one home. Um, and you never knew what it was. No, no, nobody will ever know what it was. That's your fault. Y'all did that. That's all on you. Bad people. Yeah, you don't want it. Whatever. Can we circle back to something? Yeah, what do you want to circle back to? Well, I remember we were talking earlier. Uh, I just drew a blank. Uh, <laughs> power of editing. <laughs> it was all you. That was all you. You were talking, and you drew a blank while talking. Well, I had it in my mind, and then you threw me off. I was watching the computer screen. Yeah, don't do that. We could just quit and exit out of this game show music. <laughs> No need for that. Won't need to be giving away anything. <laughs> but go ahead. Could we circle back to something is what you said. Well, oh, let me think here. Keep thinking. You Just don't look at the screen. I'm listening. I'm trying to think. It's not coming to me. You can say something. That's fine. I'm looking up a number. I'm thinking. I'm still trying to circle back to what I was going to say. It was <laughs> impactful. Does anybody you- want this DVD? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Does anybody want this DVD? <laughs> oh, it's it's such an ego trip when you put a number out there and go, all you have to do is just call. We'll give it to you. And, and you know, it's not like, people, you're going to have to come to us. I mean, <laughs> We're not asking you to do jumping jacks. <laughs> you're not going to have to drive from wherever you're at. I mean, well, I guess at some point you'll have to meet us somewhere. No, we're just going to mail it. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. See, it's postage at our expense as well. I thought we were going to wrestling. What do you mean? The video. Oh, we can do that. That's fine. I think we'll get a kick out of it. It's so awful that it's historical. You can always hear me popping my knuckles. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> our mics are so loud. 
Like they pick up every little noise, and we were joking earlier that if if Josh had two ants in the laundry room, it would sound like an <laughs> army coming. <laughs> Yo, what do we want? Sugar? Where do we, we get it? The fridge. <laughs> Where's our queen? <laughs> we have lost our hill, but we will continue marching until we find said sugar. <laughs> You know, there was one guy that theorized that they were just coming sometimes just to get water. If you, I mean, if you leave just even a speck out and you already have ants really bad, then, you know, they'll attack it. Right. All right. So what do we want to do now? We want to, we want to go to wrestling? I think we should go to wrestling. All right. We'll go to wrestling real quick. If you've never seen this, it's hilarious. Just pretend I'm not here. Josh has brought a video to the show called Going to Wrestling. Let's see what this is. I don't guess I've ever heard it or seen it, so we're going to watch it. This live. was before Play. one of the Cotton the Bowl. League of professional wrestling scene. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. What would you say? It was before one of the Cotton Bowls, uh, one of the Von Erich shows, world right. class. Yeah, I think it was 84, 85. Have you ever seen the AWA video with the... Uh, Wrestle Rock Rumble. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so here we go. And a Texas title match. Right, so when does the this champion, actually kick in? Brian Adias being we'll challenged see. by Jack Vickery. But right now, let's turn our attention to another outstanding talent, Glenn Goza, as he sings wrestling. Thank you. Thank you. Right, so this is just this guy that looks like Bob Ross is in the ring. In front of a huge crowd, by the way. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. He's getting a... You think nothing. I'd rather be sweating on the dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock? I'm going to wrestling. Now, this is going live, by the way. <laughs> R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. <laughs> I left to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post. And the romper, bumper, butt butt delivered by the eyes man. <laughs> what? The Freebirds, Roberts, Hayes, and Gordy, but what I like the most. Is Kerry delivering the iron call is only the Bonner's Yeah, the only King. thing that got any kind of reaction was mentioning the Bonner's. Kerry Bonner's. You'll come in tonight, and I just had to laugh. I'm going to wrestle. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N-S wrestling. Now, I would suggest that if you're watching this, So I would suggest if you're watching this at home, take some Dramamine. Because Bob Ross in the ring here is swaying back and forth so much and the camera's <laughs> trying to keep up with him that you would almost get seasick watching this. But just to paint the picture, if you're not watching this video... <laughs> Uh, for one, you have things to do in life. <laughs> it's like a car wreck. Yeah, it's bad. You don't want to look when, what you're looking. When I say there's people in an uh, in the audience, we're talking about like this is like a football stadium. It's imagine Texas stadium or the Cotton Bowl. Imagine, yeah, this is the Cotton Bowl. So imagine like WrestleMania goes to the Cotton Bowl. Like that was what this was for the time, and this is what you hear. <laughs> The Casio keyboard sound. Well, my girlfriend called friend. She could be a model for Fredericks of Hollywood, but she was hassled. Really hassled. Said I could come over early and stay real late, but I told her, honey, if we have a date, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. 
Like this song <laughs> nowadays. It'd be my only adds, request from him. Right. Me and my old lady got married and we got hitched over there, but I didn't With miss the Von Eric going to wrestling. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. How many times did you think he sat down and wrote this song out and looked at it and went, Okay, I need something that ends in an I N here so I can <laughs> rhyme it with wrestling? <laughs> He's literally he he had a chance to prepare so much, and he writes all the lyrics. And says, oh yeah, that sounds good. I'll go with that. You know. And they're going to cheer here when I say the Von Erichs. The name. only cheers he ever, he got were Carrie and Kevin. That's we're it. We're two fifty five in on this on this four twenty nine video. Let's go I ahead and to the. I want us to the rest of it. Why not? Talk about it. Last night I dreamed my life was over. There were golden streets and fields of clover and the lights. They were dazzling. And the Grim Reaper I stood standing there. (laughs) And he said, I'm going to take your life. And I thought, I'm going to wrestle him. (laughs) I'm going to wrestle him. I stumbled. See, I stumbled. I I should have said I was like... I got too eager. <laughs> You're just excited. It should have been a, like, and I saw the Grim Reaper standing there. All right, so yeah. I'm going to rest. Going to rest. R A S S L I N S rest. R A S S L I N S rest. There's gentleman Chris Adams with his super kick in place. There's young Mike Von Eric with his own iron club. <laughs> And I'll never forget the classic battles of the 70s and 80s. Two champions, Harley Race and David Barrett. I didn't rhyme at all. That's what I'm saying. He just kind of, he winged it there. And who could forget that Christmas when Grandma Von Eric got an iron claw statue? That's wrestling. That was wrestling. He had an iron claw. I, I feel like... He said Iron Claw and Van Eric. Von Eric. Van Eric. Van Eric. <laughs> I was getting confused with what he probably lives in. <laughs> That's his van. In the van. Van Eric. Van Eric. I live in the Van Eric by the river. St. <laughs> <laughs> Peter told me as he let me in from now on every Monday and Friday. Jim, we're going to rest. Going to rest. He spelled it R A S S L I N S rest. Kid with the mullet's done. Well, if I'd known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have bought these advanced tickets. Hey, St. Peter, are you sure these wings will fit in a ringside seat? So Fritz coming up here anytime soon. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's right. 
in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Thank was you Was that like much. a death joke for Fritz von Erich? It was. Is Fritz coming up here anytime soon? No, but all of his sons are. <laughs> oh, my God. Except one that, that's not very popular. <laughs> oh, me. He wrestled with no shoes on. Oh, that's Jesus. what I remember. I'm going to have to cut that out, but it was... <laughs> Oh, and there's only big... like nine people that'll get it, and eight of them will be offended by that. So, so let's just go ahead. I say leave it in. Leave it. In. Leave it in. <laughs> Ride with it. All press is good press. Yeah, why not? So at this time, well, we got somebody that asked to be our friend for a change instead of forcing ourselves on somebody like a Cosby date. Imagine that. Yeah. All right, so. Would you like to buy a drink? <laughs> well, here, just take one. Uh, you don't feel sleepy. Have a pudding pop now. Theo. <laughs> ah. Oh, when I was little, there was a boy that, you know, the man. With the crinkly hand. Yeah. Phil Florin, Florin, oh. Phil. What do you mean this wine tastes like ambient? <laughs> I realized the other day when I was listening to all of our uh, all of our stuff that I do I don't do impressions that well. <laughs> <laughs> the Dusty oh. Roads was terrible. <laughs> well. Is it a belly, baby? Yeah, <laughs> burn on the belly. They burn on the belly, baby. <laughs> they know what we're talking about. Yeah, you get it, you know. All right, so you don't have very much confidence. What do you mean? Well, I guess I'm a realist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what do you mean I don't have much confidence? The show. I mean, I, it is in the ditch, but <laughs> we'll get out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're just over there Instagramming. <laughs> this is what... Oh, wait. We got a hey. call coming in. That might be Chris. Hold on. Hello and welcome. This is the P3 Radio Podcast. Who are we speaking with? Hey, this is Chris. I'm that guy you were talking about last week. Not so happy about it. <laughs> hey! Hey, Chris. What's going on, man? We're, uh, I have to tell you legally, we're recording a podcast right now. Uh, I don't know if I sign off on this. Hmm. Should we hit pause or is everything okay? Uh, you can hit pause, tails, whiskers. I don't care, man. <laughs> what's going on, man? We left you a voicemail. We... We figured you'd see our number and not know it, not answer it. I saw your number, and I, I, uh, I think I, I read your mind telepathically. I didn't know, <laughs> didn't need to know what the number, what the number was. <laughs> well, it's so I was like, uh, oh, they did it. It's seven three one three hundred Mork. Uh, it's the only number. Oh, yeah. yeah it's Mork the only, for Mork. Yeah, it's the only do number. You, we have. Do you want to? Do you want something funny? Yeah. Please, uh, our just, podcast is just, suffering right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just at a, an antique shop uh, probably 20 minutes ago, and they had this old uh, old magazine, and it had a, a Mork fold-out, and I was really, really tempted, but I just don't have any more wall space, so I, <laughs> I opted out. Yeah. It was fate. Well, there's, I feel like there's a wall space joke in there somewhere, but... I'd be it'd been poor taste to make it <laughs> but, but no man <laughs> wait we, a minute uh, <laughs> are you trying to make a glory hole joke right now <laughs> no, that's what he's doing I was going more for like a uh, I don't know 
Robin Williams took up some wall space there at the end. <laughs> oh, first Devon Eric's now this. You missed our uh, our wrestling song. I can play it again for you if you'd like. <laughs> no. It was yeah, terrible. Let's, I'm, I'm sure everybody listening would love to hear whatever you just did again for my sake. Yeah, no, no. that's. Uh, oh, trust me, no <laughs> one's listening. So if that's what you're all hung up on, don't worry about that part. <laughs> Uh, but no, we're sitting here t- talking about old stories. We're talking about scary stories today and things that scared us. Uh, we're also talking about embarrassing moments. Uh, we've tried to give away a Triple H DVD and no one has called us, so we thought we'd call other people. You weren't supposed to dec- disclose the title. Yeah, we just said wrestling. They're never going to call now. No, they're never going to. We, we're just trying to get it out of our catalog, really. But... Uh, but no, man, we were, we were just talking scary stories, things that scared us. We're not talking ghosts, per se. You could say ghost if you want to, but we're talking about, like, things, moments Oh, yeah, well, a ghost. Yeah, yeah, or a ghost, yeah, anything, you know, really. Yeah, uh, it's always we, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were talking moments in time that scared us as, like, as far as maybe getting in trouble, maybe something happening where we were like, oh, that we're, we're frightened, whatever. Uh, and one thing that popped in my mind, and I haven't told Josh this yet, because why would we share information doing a podcast together, um, was the time that you and Justin raided your shed and had an aquarium out there and were doing some stuff with that aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and I figured maybe I could call you and let you elaborate. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can, can I just, I'm going to get ahead of this one. It can hold water. Why couldn't it hold fire? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, so to backpedal a little bit here, we had gotten into this little habit of finding lighters and matches. And one thing that we'd found that leaves burn really well. They, they burn quick, and they burn really well, and they make this nice smell, and everything's fine. You throw them down, stomp on them, you're good. So one day we go over and uh, knock on Chris's door and me and Josh are sitting there and we're just like, hey, check this out. And I want to say Chris was the one that was having problems with it. It's like, what are you doing? Why are y'all doing this? Stop. He was. Right. And then like within 15 minutes, we were going through your shed trying to find old stuff to burn, if I'm not (laughs) mistaken. He caught on quick. We're getting hairspray to stimulate the fire. Right. So, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that story at all, but from my take, we were walking around and me and Josh were just like the uh, the token thing. We clapped our hands, wiped our hands, Pontius piloted it, and we were like, nope, we're out. And we start walking around the block and we turn back and we see you and Justin and you're dancing and laughing like Billy Madison when the guy's on fire, his opponent's on fire at the end of the movie. You're dancing and laughing and there's this like nine foot flame coming out of an aquarium. It was crazy. Right. And we didn't even know where you got the aquarium. Okay. I was a, I was a young man, two young men, uh, and there was something about mine and his personalities where if he asked me to do something, uh, I wanted to prove I could do it. And if I asked him to do something, he wanted to prove I knew I thought he could do it. Now, when you say you and uh, he was a young man, who who are you talking to? Oh, talking about uh, Justin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin... And we've already talked about him once. We had a story where um, 
he used to always want to impress Josh. That was the thing. Before you moved in, he would always want to impress Josh. He would want to do things to at my expense most of the time. And um, I know you were there probably for a lot of the events where he was just walking around barefoot with a tank top on in November, uh, where he would do that kind of <laughs> hey, thing. <laughs> that look, dude. That look is back in Portland hard oh, right now. So. <laughs> but uh, so okay, so I gotta ask. You just said uh, you, we were the guy you were talking about on the last podcast, and you weren't too happy about it. I know it was probably half jokingly, but what part in particular did you not like? Well, <clears throat> well, you know, I, I I I wasn't sure I got enough credit. Uh, for our uh, Gregorian chant in the vestibule at Macy's. <laughs> that was my first point. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> that was my first point. Uh, I, actually, that's probably my only point. <laughs> Everything else pretty much had it right on. So you're not disputing the model type looks and getting all the girls and all that? You're not disputing that? You know, I didn't learn that until way after the fact. So, <laughs> well, oh no, we knew it immediately when it was happening because it was like we would talk to a girl and it'd be like, "Oh, something's gonna happen here." We're talking to her, blah blah blah, and like five days in, she'd be like, "So you're friends with Chris Mullins, right?" And most times that would be followed up with, "We saw you fighting that dummy." <laughs> <laughs> we saw you, you poor fat kids fighting that dummy with that beautiful guy over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but no man we had some great times and gosh i just wish you like we need to do this more often we need to call you up we need to try to schedule a time with you so we can do this show together because i feel like we would never run out of stuff to talk about you know yeah sounds good to me yeah man so um anything going on right now what anything to plug for the nine people that might be listening right now Oh, well, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I needed to go into work today, so I, I just didn't. <laughs> That's the best way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I know you used um, to have a website where you sold some of your stuff too. Is you still have that or am I speaking out of school here? Uh, no, I'm, I'm off the grid. Uh, I'm, uh, no longer under the guise of the beast. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't can't, even have indoor plumbing me. anymore. I usually just poop in a Walmart bag because I don't like Walmart <laughs> and what they stand for. <laughs> well, they're, they're gonna, yeah, well, they're going to ban plastic bags soon and you're going to be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's true. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is true. Then you'll have to all go in paper or just bear it with your own hands. I think in Kenya, <laughs> uh, last week they imposed a law where if you use any kind of plastic bags, you face like a $1,000 fine and possible jail time, something like that. But totally cool to rape somebody to turn them straight. Oh, yeah. Totally cool in Kenya. The law of the jungle. <laughs> um, just don't use plastic bags. Chris, you still with this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just ruminating. Yeah, um, uh, we don't I thought we weren't going to talk about... No, we don't go political. <laughs> go <ahead. laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. Yeah, well, uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was gonna say you're talking about geography, so I'm just gonna like drink drink my coffee and pretend like I know what you're talking about. <laughs> man, I uh, I gotta tell you, I got a message from Chris Peterson, our our good friend, and uh, you know he moved to New Orleans or not New Orleans. He lives he lives in Baton Rouge now. He's mm -hmm. going to school down there, and he sent me a message, and uh, he he listened to the last week's podcast, and he said. We made a dummy, 
Chris was beautiful and cremate me had me chuckling uncontrollably. <laughs> so, um, but good shout out to Chris Peterson. He's a good friend out there. Good he's going to listen to this back and feel yeah, he's good all right. About it. Yeah, he's yeah he's all right. We, we don't oversell it. <laughs> but man, uh, I tell you, I don't want to hold you too long. Like I said, we were just talking embarrassing stories. Don't want to talk up your anytime minutes. Is there anything you want to tell or talk about before we get you off here? Oh, what's a good story? We've been doing that all day long. What can we say? <laughs> a lot of this is going to be well, edited I, down. Yeah, well, I, I did go to karaoke last night. or we, we went out for my girlfriend's birthday, and it turned out to be karaoke five minutes after we walked in. <laughs> so, so it was like we had, uh, we, had, we had these couple of girls who were doing uh, basically every song from Sister Act uh, and then when they weren't singing, it was uh, this guy who looked like a walking Tommy Bahama doing John Mayer songs over and over. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> talking about karaoke, uh, I went and visited John, our buddy John Reese. He lives yeah. in West Virginia now. And uh, I, we went down there and visited him, and me and him went out a little bit. And we, we got to a place downtown in West Virginia. And no disrespect to the people of West Virginia, but it was just terrible in his area. And we went down and we went to this karaoke place. And when we got there, it was the exact opposite of what you what you had. We had a karaoke place that turned into a dance club, like, within two seconds. And the <laughs> DJ was a guy that had, like, two teeth, looked like he had been on meth for six years. And, like, he had done his own edits, like... He had put music together and edited it together himself. DJ right. Skeletor. Right. <laughs> so I, I was in uh, San Francisco last month, and there's this one radio station, and they play, like, R&B hits and throwback stuff. Right. And, like, they, everything's kind of not well mixed, but sort of blended together, sort of iPod style. But they constantly have, like, the air horn. And they just play it over the songs nonstop, so it's like it doesn't matter what the song is. It's just in the middle of the song goes, So, so for like, instance, so for instance, it would be like, and DJ mix seven up the blah. We'll always love you. Yeah. So yeah, it was basically like a twenty-four hour mix. Man, it has been too long. You know that? It has been too long. You haven't even met my daughter yet. You need to get to Jackson pretty soon and meet everybody that you haven't met. Why is it his responsibility? Yeah. yeah. No, no, you do that. <laughs> You're the one that moved away. It's your responsibility. Yeah, it's your yeah, fault. No, I gotta, you moved to the other back. side of the country. You, it's your job to get back. Yeah. I talk to your mom every once in a while, and she always gives me that glimmer of hope. It's like, I talked to Chris. He's... Talking about coming back next week. <laughs> it's never next week. But it's always like, hey, hey, the, hey look, look, look. The, the lies I tell my mother it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Don't we all? Right, but no, man. It's been too long. Um, flights for three people is way more expensive than just one person. So I mean, I can throw in some money. I'm sure Josh will throw some money, and you need to come. Look, in that's and just this. that's just a problem with the free market, right there. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we could get him shipped here. Yeah. 
How do you feel about getting in a crate? <laughs> There's a guy who made a YouTube video. Hey, that's you funny. Can just I, follow it. I, you know, part of what I do for a living, I could build a crate uh, and get some Walmart bags. There you we go. could probably do this. <laughs> I feel good about it. You build crates? I thought you were an artist. <laughs> we, well, you got to build crates for art, smartass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not him. No. So once again, I am the little brother in this equation, and Josh and Chris are picking on me. This is just like high school again. It's like acid flashback right for you. <laughs> Uh, I won't say anything. I'll just wait till Josh pushes you off a ladder or hits you in the shoulder with a spray paint can. Okay, I gotta accidents. go. I gotta go. <laughs> all accidents. Uh, well, hey, man. It's good talking to you again, and hopefully we'll see you soon. You'll be back in this area, and we can do this live with you. How about that? All right. Hey, guys, um, can, I leave you with, can I leave you with one piece of advice? Yeah, man. That I saw on a T-shirt. Shoot. <laughs> uh... Don't tell me not to reach for the stars when there are footprints on the moon. There you go. All right. All right. Oh, okay, guys, I'm out. All right, All right man. man. We'll Good see talking Chris. with you. <laughs> All right, bye. Love you, man. All right. So, so that was Chris Mullins. The model. Chris uh, the model yeah, Mullins. That was who we talked about. One day we're going to get him in here and we're going to talk some real stuff. Hopefully everything recorded. Well, Richard... It's about that time. Hulk Hogan's coming up? Nope. We gotta go. We gotta go. Ah, the end of the show. Well, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us for the P3 radio show here tonight. We'd like to encourage you to follow us on Facebook. Uh, Just search for Pop Poncho. Or send us an email at p3radio1 at gmail.com. Or you can call or text us at 731-300-MORK, 731-300-6675. Just call or text that number and we will put you on the show. If you want us to keep your name out of everything, just tell us in the message. Keep me anonymous. But for Josh Brawley, this is Rich Mulligan saying thanks again for listening to P3 Radio. Have a great night. Good night.